I wanted to start with the fact that we are now 80 days, 80 days since the $600 unemployment expired. Remember that $600 expansion for the unemployment expired. That was on July 26. It has been 80 days that people who were relying on this or just something extra uh, aren't getting it. And Trump, who is basically bipolar on the issue, not that I don't take that illness seriously, but one minute he wants, go big, huge stimulus. The next minute, McConnell and the Republicans and Trump say, we're, we're only giving you X amount. Well, uh, Trump has increased his rate to $1.8 trillion. And I tried going through this on Sunday during the broadcast. $1.8 trillion was the offer. And Nancy Pelosi refuses to accept it. Now, let me be clear. Let me be clear. The fact of the matter is, we are in the middle of a pandemic, and millions and millions of people are literally screwed. But you don't really hear much about that in the corporate media because the fixation is Trump's deteriorating more and more into psychopathy. I mean, I don't even think he's a sociopath now. He's a psychopath if you've been paying attention to his actions of the last two, three weeks. So the Amy Coney Barrett hearings are going on. And all the focus is on Amy Coney Barrett. And that's, of course, important. She's most likely going to get rammed through. I think she's very likely um, the deciding vote in overturning Roe versus Wade. I'm just keeping it real. Uh, We've heard the stuff about her being a, you know, um, I I guess you could say um, the handmaid's tale and her. Jen covered it yesterday. What's amazing to me is during a pandemic, 80 days later, people have no unemployment. I just did a call out on Twitter. Hey, looking for stories of folks unemployed for six months or longer amid coronavirus. We'll be talking about this on the live stream. I mean, just look at this. I've been unemployed since March. Benefits run out in two weeks. Unemployment has only been paying out 25% of my usual income. My job will likely not be back until there is a vaccine. I spent my paltry savings just on bills, food, etc. Another one. Had to leave my serving job in March because of COVID health risks. I have a pre-existing condition. Couldn't collect unemployment once the restaurant opened back up, but also couldn't go back to work. I've been without income for over six months now and surviving on student loans. Worked for an environmental science lab. Was told initially it would be temporary. Six months later, here I am. Laid off in May. Apply continually, but nothing has come through. Life shreds at the salvages. We hang on. It's amazing what a little mercy from we the people would do. Somebody wrote, does five years unemployment count? Five years. Another one. I worked at a restaurant near Disneyland for 10 years, got laid off when COVID hit in March, and now I'm broke and very worried about the holidays because there may be no stimulus coming until next year and thus no extra unemployment. So that's just one tweet. If you look on Reddit, the stories are 
brutal. We have suicides increasing during this pandemic. But you really wouldn't know. You really wouldn't know any of this if you were watching CNN, MSNBC, the New York Times, the Washington Post. Do I think Trump should have been covered as far as having COVID? Do I think Trump should be covered as far as his administration being absolutely insane and reckless in relation to COVID? Yeah, I do. Uh, but the fact of the matter is we are in a economic crisis. We are in at absolute desperate times. But Nancy Pelosi is refusing just to accept the $1.8 trillion offer that Trump has offered. And by the way, to be clear, I don't think $1.8 trillion is enough. I think Trump and the Republicans' offer is pennies compared to the level of the crisis. And I am normally, I am normally not an advocate for just take what you can get politics. I am not an advocate for incrementalism. I am a big, I am a go big type of person. But right now, it's three weeks before the election and people need something. They can't survive. If Pelosi and the Democrats do not accept this deal, the $1.8 trillion, which would include $400 extra a week unemployment, another round of $1,200 checks, uh, uh, renewed PPP, those kind of things. What are people supposed to do? Tell me, what are people supposed to do? And I know the resistance folks watching, the comfortable wine moms in suburbia will say, no, no, she shouldn't take the deal, Jordan. She should hold out. Yeah, well, the people saying that are probably not on the brink of economic collapse or homelessness. The people saying that are probably pretty comfortable. I don't think 1.8 trillion is enough. I don't think 2.2 trillion is enough, which is what Pelosi wants. I don't think $3 trillion is enough, which is what Pelosi and the Heroes Act recommended. I think we need borderline 5 to $6 trillion and Medicare for all. But the bottom line is this. If they don't accept now, there's not going to be any further stimulus until potentially either a Trump re-election or a Biden election. And judging by Obama's stimulus, it's not going to be enough, whatever Joe Biden proposes. You got the holidays coming up. You have people desperate that have not had that $600. They haven't had any federal stimulus. I, 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 I you not. Excuse my French. Swear jar. Ro Khanna agrees with me. Here's Ro Khanna. People in need can't wait until February. $1.8 trillion is significant and more than twice the Obama stimulus. It will allow Biden to start with infrastructure. Obama won in 08 by doing the right thing on TARP instead of what was expedient. Make a deal. Put the ball in McConnell's court. I don't agree with everything he just wrote, but what I agree with in this case, $1.8 trillion is better than nothing right now if you are if you are literally economically on the brink of collapse, if you are literally on the brink of homelessness. So 
my thoughts, my thoughts are, oh, by the way, Andrew Yang also said, it's not a perfect deal, but Pelosi should accept the deal. So why aren't they accepting the deal? Why aren't they accepting the deal? And to be clear, this is not a, this is not a uh, cheerleading for $1.8 trillion. This is not me saying, oh, thank you, President Trump. You're wonderful. The bottom line, they don't want to hand Trump a victory. It is all theater. Pelosi's not interested in making a deal before the election. And it's you, the people, who are suffering. They won't accept the $1.8 trillion. Again, it would give $400 extra in unemployment. It would give another round of $1,200 checks, PPP money, some money to states and local governments, some money for contact tracing. They won't accept it because they don't want to hand Trump a victory. Don't, by the way, don't think that Biden and his campaign aren't involved in the decision not to make a deal. They don't want any type of deal to give Trump any type of political victory. I, I've had enough. People need help. I don't really care who's right or wrong. Trump and, and the Republicans are wrong because the original bailout was a giant, excuse my French, sexual favor to big corporations with Nancy Pelosi driving the getaway car. The Republicans and the, Demo- the, Republicans and the Democrats both agreed to the grand bank robbery in the beginning of the coronavirus. The $2 trillion, when you leverage it, really $4 to $6 trillion bank robbery, your money being stolen, given to multi-billion dollar corporate conglomerates that didn't need it. That was the original bailout. So they're both, they're both at fault. But right now, I don't give a shit. Excuse my French. I don't care if $1.8 trillion is enough or not. It's not enough. It's not enough. Again, $2.2 trillion, which is what Pelosi is trying to get, is not enough. People need help right now. People needed help months, months ago. Most people could not afford for that extra $600 a month to lapse, to expire. In this case, this is the rare exception. I am, take whatever you can get. I don't care, go big or go home. I don't, Pelosi should not be holding out. This is the best deal you're going to get from this psychopath. This is the best chance you're going to get from these sociopaths in the Republican Party. Period. End of story. Rokana is right. Andrew Yang is right. And I'd like to know, I'd really like to know, where are the progressives? Where are the progressives? Washington Post Jeff Stein's reports. He talked to a Democrat member of Congress today who suggested that progressives, I assume, we're talking Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, uh, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, um, who else? is on in the squad uh, are not publicly breaking with Pelosi on stimulus in part because it's unclear where the Republican demands are for a liability shield will end up meaning blanket liability for employers to recklessly endanger their uh, employees lives with coronavirus and not be held liable uh, legally added that would may added that would uh, be an unacceptably high price given worker safety okay Well, can 
Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez come out and say that? Could Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib come out and say that? Could Congresswoman Ilhan Omar come out and say this? And say, we should accept the deal if liability shields are not in there? $1.8 trillion is the best we're going to get right now. People desperately need help. We should have it at $600 a week, but we will take $400 a week. This president is likely on his last legs politically. He's probably getting uh, wiped out out of office pretty soon. We'll get to that in a little bit. We need those $1,200 checks. And by the way, I don't think any of this is good enough because the original sin was the giant uh, corporate bailout of the coronavirus bailout. But we are where we are. That passed. People are desperate. And the thing that blows my mind, and this is all connected to the current Supreme Court nomination, and I already have people attacking me. Jordan, stop attacking the Democrats during the Supreme Court nomination. Amy Coney Barrett is a a risk. She's a threat. She's a danger. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if people understand uh, this term. Look it up in the uh, the dictionary. It's called nuance. You can have two thoughts at the same time. I think Amy Coney Barrett is incredibly dangerous. I think she's lying through her teeth. I think she is a religious zealot who wants to get on that court to be the deciding vote in overturning Roe versus Wade. That wouldn't happen right away, but it potentially could happen with her as a Supreme Court nominee. Uh, Justice. I also think it's over. She's going to get through. The Democrats didn't do what they should have done weeks ago and taken every procedural route to block this. And frankly, this is an illegitimate process. They shouldn't have showed up for work. They shouldn't even be at the hearing. They blocked Obama because it was an election year. Democrats should do the same things, but Democrats don't have a spine, so that's why they don't. But I want to show you this clip, which I thought was particularly interesting, because my mind works differently than most of the resistance. The resistance was cheering for Amy Klobuchar yesterday because she took it to Amy Coney Barrett, that Amy Coney Barrett is going to, uh, you know, help overturn the Affordable Care Act. Let me play this for you. We have a president who has fired or replaced five inspector generals, Senator Grassley, who has fired an attorney general, an FBI director, and is now going after their replacements. We have a president who divides our country each and every day. He has called our military suckers and losers. He's refused to condemn white supremacists. And he has the gall to hold up a Bible as a prop in front of a church instead of heeding its words to act justly. And now he says this election will end up in court. Why, Senator Cruz, does President Trump matter? He is putting the Supreme Court in place, in his words, to, quote, look at the ballots, end quote. Well, I won't concede that this election is headed to the court because you know at home exactly what the president is up to. That's why you're voting. That's why you are voting in droves. Why are you voting? Well, you know that your rights, your health, your health care is on the line. You know that they are trying to push through a justice who has been critical of upholding the Affordable Care Act, and they're doing it in the middle of a pandemic. And you can see here in this room the misplaced priorities of this Republican-run Senate, and it's in your hands to change it. Are they working to pass a bill to help Americans to get the testing they need to save their lives? Are they working to help the moms trying to balance a toddler on their lap while balancing a laptop on their desk? 
Are they trying to help our seniors isolated, missing graduations and birthdays? Are they passing the bill the House passed that would help our economy? So that was Amy Klobuchar, resistance hero, who MSNBC was slobbering over yesterday for that display. You know what's amazing to me about that Amy Klobuchar clip? Is what the Democrats and the corporate media don't want you to think about. They only want you to focus on Amy Coney Barrett. And by the way, you should. She is dangerous. And I'm going to have some clips uh, tomorrow that I think are the most uh, d- the most uh, dangerous and, frankly, concerning about her. But what's amazing to me about what Amy Klobuchar said there and what the Democrats want you to believe is the gravest threat of Amy Coney Barrett, aside from Roe versus Wade, she's going to take away your health care. When in reality, Amy Klobuchar and people like her are complicit in taking away your health care. Amy Klobuchar and people like her are complicit because they have created a system because of their donors and because we live in the United Corporations of America, not the United States of America. They are complicit in creating a system that would even allow a potential Supreme Court nominee to overturn or take away people's health care. The reality is, if Amy Klobuchar and the Democratic Party would do what the rest of civilized countries do. And I don't want to hear from people. Now is not the time, Jordan. Get off of this. We have to save Obamacare. Now is the time. Now is the time. People like Amy Coney Barrett would not be a threat to taking away Obamacare if we didn't have a for-profit healthcare system. People like Amy Coney Barrett wouldn't be a threat to kicking your kids off your health care because Obamacare allows you to stay on your parents' health care until 26, if health care was a right as part of being an American citizen, like it is in France and Italy and Germany and Israel and name your European country. The fact that Amy Klobuchar and the Democrats, through political messaging, because you know they're reading from their talking points sheet, And the talking point sheet is hit hard over Obamacare. That's what the consultants have said. That's what Biden's campaign is doing. They're focusing almost exclusively, even more than her threat to Roe versus Wade, on that she would be the vote to overturn Obamacare. And they don't want you to think about the fact that all of this doesn't need to be. She doesn't have to be a threat to your health care because if we had Medicare for all, do you, is Social Security at, at threat of being overturned by a Supreme Court justice? No. Is Medicare at threat? Is Medicare at threat of being overturned by a Supreme Court justice? No. Because when you... Um, confirm things, when you crystallize things like Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid, it isn't so easy. It's a part of the fabric of American life, and it has been for decades. It can't just be overturned. 
in the Supreme Court. That's why they haven't successfully overturned Social Security or Medicare, because it's it went into law years uh, many years ago. It's part of the fabric of America, and the people wouldn't tolerate it, particularly the seniors wouldn't tolerate it. But the Democrats, through their messaging and theater, want you to believe the gravest threat is Amy, Amy Cody Barrett's greatest, gravest threat, I think her gravest threat is on Roe versus Wade, is she's going to take away Obamacare. Well, what have you done to ensure that people's health care can't be taken away? Think about the fact that they are cheering. They are cheering. And they have been elevating something called the Affordable Care Act in the first place, which is essentially embracing the idea that you should have to pay for health care in the richest country on earth. That you, sh- you, should, you should get affordable health care. No, you should get free health care. As a, part, as a citizen that's baked into your taxes, that we would pay a little bit more in our taxes and we'd get health care and we'd get universal child care, paid sick leave, and many other things that the rest of the world is doing and laughs at us for not doing. So as the MSNBC viewers and the Twitterazzi, as I call them, the Twitterazzi, cheer when Amy Klobuchar gives it to Amy Coney they don't care because they're comfortable their health care is fine they're getting it through their jobs they're not struggling they could pay their co-pays they could pay their deductibles so that's fine and they don't see the moral bankruptcy of people like Amy Coney Barrett going uh, excuse me Amy Klobuchar making and the democratic party making this all about obamacare well why is it that we have a system that an amy coney barrett could overturn health care maybe you should do the simple thing the easy thing the thing that's the most cost effective and just bake it in to being a citizen medicare for all hell you don't even have to call it medicare for all call it whatever the hell you want call it neoliberalism for all as long as it's universal health care and free at the point of service. But they don't want you to think about that. They want you to buy into the theater that they're selling, which is, she's going to overturn your health care. She's going to take away the Affordable Care Act. Well, affordable for who? Affordable for who? I've been on COBRA since I was let go from the Young Turks. That's almost three years. I was on federal COBRA, and now I'm on state COBRA. You know how expensive COBRA is? I pay, thank God my parents have been helping me, I pay $600 a month for COBRA. That's before I even have to pay my normal deductibles for the plan that I had at the Young Turks. Why am I doing that, you ask? Jordan, why are you doing that? Because I looked into the Obamacare plans in New York, and they were higher than COBRA. Sure, devil's advocate, well, Trump's been trying to sabotage Obamacare, Jordan. Well, the Obamacare rates were skyrocketing while he was still president, before Trump came in. So this is what Amy Klobuchar is ranting about? This is what Dick Durbin and all of these Democrats are going after Amy Coney Barrett about? And I just want to be clear, because people don't understand nuance on Twitter. 
This is not me endorsing Amy, Clo- Amy Coney Barrett. I don't even think they should be holding the hearings. If I were an elected official and I were a Democrat, I would have never even shown up to the hearing. It's illegitimate. Sorry, Amy. They blocked Merrick Garland. I'm not holding a hearing for you. Let the Republicans hold the hearing themselves. They're going to ram it through either way. Hold, hold, you, you, hey. It's a pandemic, so you got to be careful, but you don't, you don't make Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell's life so easy right now. Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Shark of Shark Tank. He, right, right in the beginning, when this pandemic began, of course, of course, I should be able to uh, get PPP funds for my companies. Of course, other billionaires and millionaires should be able to raid the PPP program. We have a fiduciary duty. We have a fiduciary duty to our shareholders to try and get that money from the government. Then when 10% of his companies got that money and he got his, all of a sudden, oh no, we should stop the program. Yeah, no, we shouldn't continue this program. Let the market decide. I mean, that is a level of not even hypocrisy. It's much broader than much worse than hypocrisy, not even greed. It's much worse than greed. That is a hubris, a brazen hubris that maybe is only rivaled by somebody like Donald Trump in terms of the economic greed factor. But he ain't done, folks. He ain't done. Let's hear Kevin O'Leary's new suggestion today on how to move the economy forward. I get questioned all the time, do I believe in bailouts of any kind? And the answer is yes. I would like to take care of people, not shareholders. So I would prefer to have a transitional support of unemployment for those that are leaving industries and sectors that are out of favor, like movie theaters, like certain restaurants that are never gonna come back, like airlines, like cruise ships. I don't care about their shareholders. They made that investment, and unfortunately, that investment didn't work out. Happens to every shareholder. That's why you need diversification. But for people, I would like to see a $400 a week support for the next 14 months. We don't need the $1,200 check to everybody anymore because a lot of those people have now found work again. I'd rather support those that do not have a job. There's nothing worse than someone saying, I'd rather stay unemployed, the government's giving me free money. That doesn't make sense either. So 400 should work. Oh, so 400, 400 should work. I'm rich, 400 should work. So I don't even know where to start. I don't even know where to start with this. First of all, we've already established he's a massive, massive fraud. We already, we've already established he is a greedy, greedy hypocrite. We've already established that after he got his, that after he got his PPP money, that he then was like, no, no, we don't end the program. We don't need it. Let the market decide. Okay, so he's a greedy, hypocritical fraud. So now he says, you know, for the people that have lost their jobs in movie theaters and airlines and all this, 
we need to support them to, you know, in their retraining, you know, the big, the big neoliberal buzzword, their retraining for other jobs. What, what's so interesting to me, first of all, first of all, I don't agree with just one extra $1,200 check. That's certainly not enough. That's, so I'm not necessarily disagreeing with him. We need uh, something more than a $1,200 check. But on what planet does this guy think that $400 a week? So let me ask you a question. Seriously. If for the next 14 months, for the next 14 months, you were given $400 a week from the federal government, add that on top of, add that on top of uh, whatever paltry amount you could get from your state. Let's say your state is giving... I don't know, $150, $200 a week, if you're lucky. I've heard horror stories. I've been messaged by viewers getting less than that per week from their state. So let's say you're getting $400 a week from your federal government plus state, let's round it to $200 a week. So that's $600 a week combined, right? $600 $600 times four, that's 1200 1800 So that's about, let me do it on the calculator here. And this is the rosy picture. It wouldn't, be the, it wouldn't be this for everybody, depending on how much you get from your state unemployment. So that's $2,400 a month. $2,400 a month. Uh, let's do $2,400 a month times 12. Wow, 28000 800. So if you got $400 a week, federal government for the next 14 months, but let's just say for a year, $400 a week from the feds. And if you get money from your state, let's just say it's $200 a week from your state. In some, in some cases, it's, it's worse than that. So we're just between federal and state, $600 a week times that by, uh, four, Four weeks in a month, that's $2,400 times $2,400 a month times 12 months for a year. That's $28,800. Kevin O'Leary at the end of that video. Yeah, 400 will work. 400 will work. Let me ask you, how you doing on $28,800 for the year? I love how this guy says, yeah, yeah, and we'll help them retrain to get new jobs. What new jobs? What new jobs? I just showed you in the beginning of the show. People talking about they can't find jobs. They've been unemployed for months. For some, without kids, maybe 28800 they could survive. But if you have children, you got debt, student loans, Healthcare debt, whatever your debt is, your rent, your groceries, or your mortgage, your car, you signing up for $28,000 for the next year? Besides the fact that it is outrageous that CNBC and ABC they elevate 
these morally bankrupt people like Kevin O'Leary who hoard, steal PPP money for themselves and their companies. This guy is a billionaire and he stole PPP money that was meant for small business owners, that was meant for my parents who own a jewelry store, a small jewelry store, or your parents, or you who own an appliance store or whatever, a barber shop. He stole that money, took it for himself. After he and his companies got that money that was meant for struggling small businesses, he has the audacity to say we should end the program. And now he says, yeah, 28000 a year, that should work. $400 a week, if you're unemployed in the United Corporations of America, is not enough. It's not. Frankly, $2,000 a month UBI is not enough either. If you live in New York City, Chicago, L.A., San Francisco, Portland, I mean, you name it. Philadelphia, D.C., is $2,000 a month enough? It's better than nothing. But what this guy is advocating for after he got his is essentially take your poverty and enjoy it. Take your poverty and be happy. Take your poverty and deal with it. You know what he should be advocating if he actually gave a shit about his fellow citizens and man and woman? For... The United States government, even though we don't have a government, we have the United Corporations of America. He should be advocating for the United States government to cover the payrolls of companies, just like Europe is doing. Until there's a vaccine and until it is distributed fully, the government has the money, we print money for war, we print money for tax cuts, we print money for subsidies to Goldman Sachs, we print money for subsidies to Pfizer and Raytheon and Facebook and Goldman Sachs, we print money for tax cuts for Trump and McConnell's donors, we print money for real estate developers and all the loopholes they get, we print the money for a whole lot of things, we could print the money for the government to just cover the payrolls so that we don't have to put people on unemployment. You wouldn't have to give people $400 a week in unemployment, $600 a week in unemployment. You wouldn't have to give them $2,000 a month, UBI. They would just be getting the bulk of their salary. This is something that's possible, by the way. This is something that other civilized countries, like providing health care as a right as citizenship, are doing. But we can't do it because we have something called the corporate media that keeps us perpetually in this prism of we can't have nice things. Of nice things are radical. 
They're socialist. What every other country has? Oh, not in America. That's what the radicals do over there in Europe. Well, how is it? How is it that France is doing it? Germany's doing it. Italy's doing it. But we can't do it. 